Are you tired of people only telling you what you want to hear and not what you need to hear? Me too. I'm Lauren Lahav, and for the last 30 years, I've been blessed to speak to thousands of people around the world and share the stage with some of the world's biggest thought leaders. The Get Real podcast is my way of breaking down the BS of the filters of what we say and what we do. Real life, real issues, real solutions. Trust me when I tell you, it wasn't always like that for me. And I'm excited to help you through sharing what has worked for me, but most importantly, what didn't work for me. In the world of political correctness and living our lives on social media, what is real? In my life, I always look to people who understand what I'm going through and are willing to be real with me to help me move through it. With this podcast, I want to be that person for you. Whether it's just us or I bring in one of my friends, I promise these episodes will make a difference in your life. So strap in, hang on tight, and let's get real. And now it's time to get into the podcast. Here's Lauren. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Get Real and Stay True with Lauren Lahav here, and I am so excited to introduce a woman who's got the same vibe that I do in connecting. And uh, this this show, as you know, is very real and raw. So we're just going to kind of get to it. And uh, my dear friend Patrick said, you've got to meet Victoria. You guys are like two peas in a pod. And in our <laughs> 10 minutes just getting to know each other, I realized we really are two peas in a pod. So, Victoria, I'd love if you gave a little bit of your backstory of how you got started. I understand you came from the corporate world, kind of had that burnout, right? I think a lot of people are feeling that, you know, oh, I've got to get out of this this burnout, you know, um, doing what I thought I wanted to do. And then I got there, into getting there and I'm like, I don't think this is what I want to do. So, from what I understand about your backstory, that's um, a little bit. And now, finally, um, you're getting to do what you love to do, which is... Um, hypnotherapy and I understand you're one of the best in the world with that and also being a law of attraction coach so I'm gonna let you just go for it and then I'll figure out what questions I'm gonna pull from your story Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you to uh, Patrick Conception for bringing the two of us together because uh, Patrick is what we call, what I call in my world, a vintage, (laughs) a vintage customer because he's like from, he's old school. He is like from the old artwork. I'm pretty sure I was probably doing like cassettes back in those days. Like that's how far back we go. So I just want to really just uh, shout out to Patrick for bringing the two of us together. But yeah, so way, way back in the day, I wanted to be a stockbroker. And it was something that I had followed in my father's footsteps. He had his own brokerage firm. And, you know, and, and I worked there for a little while. And, and just kind of one thing led to another. I started, I got myself um, I got myself registered, uh, passed the Series 7 and all of the things that you need to do to get there. And about six years into being a broker, I started having anxiety attacks and I started feeling depressed and I started like going down this, uh, this, this path of like, what the heck is wrong with me? I've got everything that I wanted. I'm married. I have a nice house. I have a nice car. I make good money. But I kind of realized after taking a few personal development seminars, um, because that was sort of 
what I was drawn to at the time. I was just drawn to taking these seminars and I found out, I realized that I'm just not following my dream. I'm following somebody else's dream. And so I did, I went on this exploration to kind of figure out, well, what is it that I really want to do? And when I was, you know, when I was little, I wanted to be a singer. That's what I really, really wanted to do when I, <laughs> when I grew up. And, and really it was all about using this magnificent tool that I have, my voice to help people, to inspire people. And so when I was taking these seminars, we would do these closed eye techniques. We would do these, you know, just visualize and, and release things from our past and, and empower ourselves for the future. And so I had this epiphany. I just had this idea that just came to me that I wanted to sort of like bring the self-help world into people's homes. And I would create meditations that people could listen to in the comfort of their own home without actually having to go anywhere and listen. And so that was when hiptalk.com was born. And that was way back in 99. And since then, I have evolved into doing more manifesting work, more law of attraction work, working with, because I was kind of like marketing to everyone. I mean, it didn't matter if you were, uh, you know, wanting to lose weight or quit smoking or relieve stress or you're depressed or angry or, or whatever. And, you know, after after doing a lot of coaching and a lot of introspective work, I kind of realized, who is it? Who is it that I really want to inspire? Because obviously, you know, you need to have your own audience. You need to have somebody, you know, that you're really speaking to. Speaking to everybody is kind of like speaking to nobody, right? <laughs> and so I, I kind of realized the person that I want to speak to is me. You know, I mean, it, I wanted to, I wanted to reach people that were in that same exact place that I was in at that time that knew that there's a greater purpose that knew that you're not quite doing what you wanted to do and inspire them and help them to manifest their dreams and goals and follow their dreams and never, ever, ever give up. And, and you can do all of that through the techniques that I teach with, with law of attraction, manifesting and hypnosis. So that kind of brings me to, to now. That's very, very cool. So I was taking notes when you were talking a little bit about it. So I think like so many of us, we, uh, you know, we use the metaphor of like uh, the trapeze when people climb a 50 foot pamper pole and then they climb the pole and then there's a trapeze out there and they immediately think that they're supposed to go through that trapeze instead of asking, you know what, is that my trapeze? <laughs> times we're living everybody else's lives versus our own. And, uh, you know, I know for me that that's where I was headed. I saw, I was like, well, this, if I'm going to, because I wanted to make everybody happy. I wanted my parents to be happy. I wanted everybody to be you know, like that I did the right thing. You know, I've been going through that with my kids and I've shared this before on some of the podcasts and um, was that, you know, I had these kind of, you know what they say, when you trade your expectations for appreciation and your whole life changes. Well, you know, I, at first I was like, it was my dream for my kids to go to college, to do this and that. And I remember my eldest son coming home one time and saying, mom, that's not my trapeze. 
And I had to take a big Ooh, deep breath. So, interesting. Okay, you know, and I'm like, and then he went and followed his dreams. And my middle one, he just graduated from high school and same thing with him. He's like, I want to go be an alpine rescue person. I'm like, okay, definitely not my trapeze. You know, <laughs> but I realized what it was, was his values were important. You know, we have the same values because he values like supporting people, but um, it was that he, you know, he loves the outdoors and he, you know, wants to, you know, he loves photography and he wanted to be able to do all of those things that he loves. So what it sounds like when you were doing that for those six years, you probably heard the whispers. What were some of the whispers? Because I think a lot of people want to know, like, is this what I was supposed to do? You know, or did you feel that pull? What, what happened to you during that six years? I'm just curious, yeah. like, what happened to that six years? You know, so, so for me, like, during that time, th- there was a, you know, I'm very goal-oriented, so I think I was not even in touch with or in tune with a lot of those those whispers, as you call it, because I was just so busy getting the approval from my dad because, you know, we all want to get that approval, even if they don't do anything outwardly that says, I don't approve of you. I think for so many overachiever women, this is just something that I've, I've found that a lot of overachiever women, they were looking for that sense of approval. And I think the first time that I ever like got in touch with it was you know, when I wanted to get my very first credit card and I, and I wanted to ask my dad to be a co-signer on it. And he taught me a very valuable lesson during that time. And he basically said that he would not be a co-signer on my credit card. He said, if you will save X amount of dollars, he gave me a goal of saving like, uh, cause I was living in his house at the time. I was like 18. And he says, if you uh, will save $2,100, um, then over the next three months, or I, I can't even remember exactly the amount. I think that was the amount that I went ahead and saved. He said, if you'll save X amount of dollars, I will co-sign. Well, as it turns out, over that three months, um, I saved over and above. Of course, I was overachieving. I saved over and above the amount that he told me I needed to save. And guess what arrived in the mail? one of those credit card offers from American Express. And this was because, you know, I I had, uh, I applied for a card, my own, um, you know, May Company card. I applied for my own little mobile gas card and all these little things at the time. You know, and it's fun when you're 18 years old to start getting this little plastic, (laughs) this plastic money. And so I realized in that moment, it was just such such a cool moment that, it was about like, if I set my mind and my intention towards something, I will achieve that. And that was such an important moment in my life. That was like one of the first times I really recognized my ability to manifest something with the power of my mind. And, I, you know, and, and so many uh, p- kids these days, and I'm just going to say it. <laughs> You know, so many people these days, they just, you know, they're living at home till they're 25, 30 years old. They're expecting the world to just be handed to them um, without really the motivation or the inspiration or their drive 
to empower themselves to actually go out and do something. And they're cheating themselves out of that feeling that you get when you realize I create my life. Yeah. Well, I'm going to play a little bit of a devil's advocate here for something because I empowered children. Absolutely. (laughs) I think that, you know, I think some of us have been the problem for that. We've been the challenge because this is the first generation. If you think about it, it hasn't seen things, um, you know, other than the depression, like my kids saw, you know, the recession, they saw a lot of their friends and their parents, um, losing their homes. As I said, I, I live here in Las Vegas and, um, then they saw a lot of people divorced. They saw me go through a divorce. And for my kids, you know, what happened for them was they were like, that is never going to happen. Like, mm-hmm. that's not going to happen, like, within this type of in- environment for us. And they got really hungry, you know. Yeah. And I think if you, I was, and they, they were like, like I said, like, my, my, my 19-year-old, he started with Vine videos when he was 11 years old. And he sold shout-outs and, on PayPal. And last year, he probably financially made more money than most people do in a year, but that's just environment. And that's why these podcasts I think are so important too, to give people hope of what's possible. And I think you just, you shared a little bit about that hope was one, you got, you were hungry. You wanted to, you want, you were hungry. And I think that that's what we have to look at. And your dad created a vision for you of what, that he would give that to you. Yep. If you, you know, he gave you the plan of what you needed to do. But, you know, you had to freaking go out there and do the work, yeah. right? Like, the, you know, like you can have the best intentions in the world, but if you don't get off your behind and go do something, nothing's going to happen. And I think it really goes back to, um, you know, like you said, like your dad, like he, you, you wanted to make him happy, but you also wanted to make you happy. You, were, you wanted to be proud of yourself. And I think that if we can teach everyone, I think even people in their, you know, 30s, 40s, 50s, again, you mm-hmm. know, that pride in it there's pride in going like yes i don't know about you but i'm 54 and um i remember layaway (laughs) yes yes layaway and you'd like you know you you want that you want that freaking jacket and it was 200 dollars and you'd go in and you put 20 dollars down and like how much more do i owe right and then you go in like next week and then when you finally got that jacket you're like i freaking earned that man you wear that jacket everywhere Whereas now, like you said, credit cards, it's like I just went last night and cleaned out my closet and like looked at all these clothes that I haven't even, you know, taken the tags off some of those things. And instead of like having that real desire, you know, to, to you know, like work really hard for it. Um, so I love that. I love that your dad created that vision for you. Truly. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely did. And you know what? It even went further back from there because like when, you know, a lot of the kids in school were getting their first cars, um, you know, I, I ended up having to buy my own and it was this stupid little green $600. We called it the green bomber and it was ugly as all get out and it you know it smoked and it did all kinds of things but you know what it was my high school car and I was proud of it and I took my friends out for rides in it and I was somebody that could could do that and so I felt proud of that and it was you know those little things I think so um you know, when I was a stockbroker and I, you know, here I was, I was given another mission. I was given 
uh, okay, you need to, in order to uh, go back to New York, which was a wonderful place where I got to uh, take my training, in order to come back here again, you need to uh, have, you know, this many clients and this many sales. And if you want to, you know, stick around, then, you know, you basically have to prove yourself. And so, you know, a lot of it really, I was really in that mode of, of proving myself, not just to my boss, not just to my dad, but to myself. I had, I always wanted to prove that I can do it. And, you know, there are definite advantages, advantages to that. And then there were definite disadvantages to that. I learned that as a business owner, that because I was such a go-getter and I was always busy doing everything myself, you, um, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, you end up like, um, not reaching out and not, not asking for the appropriate amount of help that you actually need. <laughs> so that was definitely something I had to learn how to, how to do is ask. What got, you, what got you to have the courage? Cause my, my car, it was a yellow, I was valiant. And I was like, <laughs> the one that was going to be blessed onto me, we called it the canary. And I was like, Oh, I am not driving the canary. <laughs> like no that but that, I kind of had it as that was my dad's car right mm-hmm. like, it's different it was like I'm not going to get that like blessed on to me I'm going to get my own car with regards to it. but what gave you the courage after being a stockbroker for six years to go that's it because I think that's what people really want to know like yeah. I because I think that what holds us back and I'm sure that you see this as a coach is that what really holds all of us back is comfort right we're comfortable and when we're comfortable, we're just thinking about ourselves, right? Like what I know for me, when, when I work with people and they go, well, I've got this cover and I've got that cover, I've got that. And I'm like, well, did you ever think about somebody, you know, like who else you could help on a bigger scale? Like yesterday, I know um, a big goal of mine was I was going to anytime a, a GoFundMe would pop up on my page, I would say yes to it. Like, yes, 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 yes. Like it's said yesterday, I'm like four GoFundMes, you know, shut up. And it was like, for me, being, you know, go, doing more in my life is now more about how many more people can I help, right? So what gave you the courage to leave that? Yeah, so that's a really good question. So kind of going back to the seminars, so going through a lot of these personal development, I was on a personal growth binge. And when I say binge, I don't, not, I don't mean that in a negative way because I, I, a lot of wonderful things came out of that. My whole business came out of that. But I was really, really in a bubble where I, a manifestation, visualization bubble where I believe everything is possible. And now... Most of that had not been integrated into me yet subconsciously. So I, it was kind of dumb in a way, you know, (laughs) I, I really, it wasn't even necessarily the courage that I had. It was a lot of things just were, um, I was just in this, this kind of uh, dumb luck belief system where I just believe, well, anything is possible. So I'm going to throw all caution to the wind and do it. But it wasn't quite as simple as that. What ended up happening was I 
decided that I'm going to go ahead and go to the hypnotherapy school. So I go to the hypnotherapy school. And when I go to hypnotherapy school, you know, I'm still a stockbroker and I decide, okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and get myself a business license. So I just went forward with getting myself a business license. And what ended up happening there, you know, because I wanted to have a business license, I wanted to be legit. I always think big. I always think like, I don't take small steps, I take big steps. And so I'm like, well, you know, if this, if this thing all works out, I wanna make sure that I'm, <laughs> that I'm legal and I'm on the up and up. And so I just wanted to take all the necessary steps. Well, in order to get the business license, I actually had to have a legitimate place of business. So everything just kind of like one thing led to another. And as I filled out this stack of papers about two inches tall, you know, my every place I ever lived, every place I ever worked <laughs> from the time I was born, literally. Um, and my boss at the brokerage firm got a copy of the the background check that they were doing on me. And so um, he calls me into his office one day and he says, what, what is this? Are you starting a new business? And I'm like, yep, I sure am. And I was so proud of myself. And he's, he's like, well, this is a conflict of interest and you can't, uh, you can't work here and start your own business. So you've got 30 days to make a decision. And I was making a six-figure income as a stockbroker at that time. I mean, we're talking back in 99, I was making a six-figure income already. And I had, um, you know, tens of thousands of dollars put away already for my retirement in inaccessible funds that were not available to me for two years because they hadn't, it, the, the money that I was investing, it would, um, it would vest every two years. So every month, that amount of money wouldn't vest until two years from that date. And so I had, like, there was, that's just the enormity of the decision that I had to make at that time. And, uh, but it wasn't really that big of a decision. Like I knew what I was going to do when he presented that to me. Um, you know, it was just a surprise that that was happening to me, but it was happening for me <laughs> because who knows if I had the safety net of my income and I didn't have to ultimately make this happen, I don't know if I would have ever taken that leap of faith. And so I was, I had to make it happen. And um, so I thought that I was building something for myself um, over that 30 day period of time where, you know, I reached out to a lot of my stockbroker clients and I, um, you know, told them that I wanted them to work with this other lady in the office. Well, when it came time for me to quit and I presented this idea to my branch manager, he said, no, you, you can't do that. And so I literally just had to walk out of there that day with literally no income, nothing, and start my hypnotherapy business. And so, um, and then if, if that wasn't bad enough, if that wasn't scary enough, Six months later, I end up in the hospital with no insurance and a collapsed lung. And so, um, and then if that wasn't bad enough, uh, six months after that, my ex-husband, uh, the one that I was in that 
you know, happy marriage with that I wasn't really happily married to, <laughs> um, he ended up filing for bankruptcy and we had some shared debt. And, and so all that debt came over to me. So I quit, so I quit my job and then I got just loaded with all kinds of debt. And um, so it, you know, that first year was not fun. <laughs> But, you know, it's interesting because, right, we always say that the growth happens during the tough times. And I've been in the personal development world for 30 years. Yep. Um, and I will tell you, we see it. We see people get stuck in what we call seminar soup, right? Yep. They go from seminar to seminar to seminar to seminar. And it's almost like this false sense. It's all wonderful. And it's great information. But there's a lot of people that take their workbook and then, you know, self-help becomes shelf-help. Yes, exactly. And then, you, and then they don't apply it. And then when is the time that, that you, you realize that you have to apply it? You got to pull those books out like, oh, my God. Either like a life situation happens or you're like, oh, my gosh, maybe I need to start utilizing some of those things that I've really learned. Exactly. And, right? And I think that that's, that's why I love all these podcasts because I think that's what's happened to a lot of people. They've gone to a lot of events. And, you know, there's, there's no new information, I always say. There's just, just this repackaged lots of different ways for, ways for people to hear it. But um, if you notice, though, as I'm listening to your story, I can hear again. You know, uh, my friend Kathy Buckley, she says, you want to make God laugh, you tell him your plan. <laughs> yes, exactly. And well, and the thing was, is like I was saying, you know, I, when I quit the, um, you know, when I quit the business and I, I threw a caution in the wind and I was still kind of in this bubble, this seminar bubble, um, you know, now it's time, like, this is where stuff gets real. And, and that, and I wasn't prepared for that as far as my uh, subconscious was concerned. Like my subconscious didn't know what to do. And, and all of the things that put me in that moment to be that confident and that courageous, I threw out the window because I didn't even, I'm now in a fight or flight mode and I've got no time for personal growth. I've got no time to meditate. Right. I've got no time for that right. stuff. Working out, forget it, you know, I'm gonna work. I'm going to work, work, work. And you know what? I, the harder I worked, the, the more uh, down in the, the, uh, the black hole I you know, went. So I realized I have to stay, take a step back and I have to remember what is it that actually what I was doing that caused me to get into this mental state? Oh, yeah. It was the meditation. It was the taking time for myself. It was you know, and so I had to actually take my own medicine. And that's when my business started flourishing. That's when things really actually started turning around for me. I, I love that because it's like, you don't want to be that person that's teaching the lesson they need to learn most. Yes. Right? There's a lot. I mean, I know for me, I want people to know that I'm real, that they can show up here and see that I actually live this. You just saw the boards, right? You saw the whole wall of the boards. And I told you that's just one of the set of the walls of my boards. And I think that lots of times when that happens, you had to ask yourself really great questions. Like, like you said, like, what is it? What did get me in that place? Like, what is it? And sometimes we have to slow down before we need to speed up and go back to what is it? Like, what is it that gets me, you know, gives me that premium fuel for the day. And um, yeah, like that's, that's so awesome. And can you talk a little bit? I love I love hearing about the meditations that you created without having to go somewhere. <laughs> I love 
just shared a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, basically the meditations, um, you know, I have a website called hipdoc.com and um, that was the first ever website, but now there's like 30 different websites with all different different types of programs, but um, essentially they, the meditations, um, you know, they are to get you into a, you know, a heightened state of awareness. So we go, I don't, I'm not sure, have you ever been hypnotized before? Have you got yes. done, done that? Okay. So, you know, so they're, they're, they're manifestations and you, uh, you know, basically I guide people into their inner mind and I do in what we call an induction process in hypnosis where I just take them into a deep place where their mind is slowed down and, and they're, you said you have to slow down. This is basically how you do it is, you know, you slow down your mind and then you're in a receptive mode where you can actually receive the information into your subconscious mind and reprogram all those old beliefs that have been stored there since we were born. And we've been accumulating all kinds of beliefs about ourselves, the filters through which we see the world, the filters that tell us that you're not good enough, you'll never make it, all of that. So all of my programs are designed to help people to believe in themselves, have the courage, have the confidence, have the motivation, have the consistency, the self-discipline, everything ultimately to get you from A to B and to move forward. And, you know, each of the meditations, they take, you know, about 25 minutes or so to listen to. And you listen to them on a, say that again. What are some of the things that people can do just to slow down? So you mean besides listening, besides listening to the meditations? in your life like what i'm just curious of what you would say to people like for me i use my phone and i set alarms right yeah i just stop and i like have my alarm says breathe right and i take five minutes and all i do is i'll go outside and i'll just like you know feel the sun in on my face and i'll just do five minutes of of breathing what are some of the like simple things not related because i want them to go and like learn more about you and all that you do but what are some of the things that you think people can do to just Stop. Slow down. Right. <laughs> so one of the things, and I'll just use myself as a model. So um, because there's so many distractions that we get, we get so caught up in our, our daily distractions between social media and working and multitasking. And, uh, you know, so the thing that I do is I will, you know, I'll have these little short uh, 30 minute work spurts where I'm just like not doing anything else, but I'm just working for those 30 minutes. And then I have a timer that is set on my phone and then I will walk away and I will do something else for five minutes. And so those other things that I do vary between just sitting down and meditating. And when I say meditating, a lot of people will say, oh, I don't know how to meditate. Yes, everybody knows how to meditate. It's just that it may not be what you think it is. It's just that time where, you know, you just can sit down, close your eyes and, and maybe focus on your breathing and taking in, uh, you know, just a, a couple of deep breaths. Um, I'll go for a walk. I will literally, you know, just go out of the house. I'll go for a walk. I will sit down and I will make a, um, a vision. Um, I will 
say this is, uh, you know, this is where I see myself by the end of the day or by the end of the week or by the end of the month. Um, you know, just t drinking a glass of water, going and uh, spending time with your, with your animals is another, <laughs> another great way. I mean, animals are s such a great way to raise your vibration and just feel and just be present. And I think that that's one of the things where, you know, th there's always got to be some kind of distraction going on, it, whether it's the TV or checking social media. And you just have to take that time to like tune in and, and be with yourself and do absolutely nothing else. And so, yeah, I mean, I will, I will even suggest, I mean, like literally just zone out for five minutes, you know, just, you don't even have to worry about your breathing or, or, or writing or any, any of that. You could just zone out for a little bit. I like your, your, your hourglass there. Yeah. 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 How long is that hourglass? That's 30 minutes. That's 30 minutes. Okay. That's 30 minutes. It's interesting that you said about animals because I love seeing all the animals showing up at the airports now. Oh, you yeah. Stress or now at the Aloft hotels, they have um, dogs that are for um, adoption and it's right by the registration. It's like everybody changes. They see that dog and they just go over there. And you know, this one dog had just surrendered to me. I'm like, is it surrendering just for me? <laughs> everybody, you know what I mean? But it's like this feeling of, I don't know, it's just every time that I was starting to feel something come on, I would just go over there and pet that dog. And everybody that came in, it's just like wow, and you said you felt the angstness in the even in the lobby just disappear, you know. Yeah, I love that. So you said time out, you know, for your vision, um, you know, water, animals. I love that about like just animals raising raising your vibration. Awesome. So oh, and gratitude. Gratitude is definitely a big big thing. Um, you know, when you find yourself, whenever you find yourself like just complaining or feeling low energy or, or any of that, you know, you want to just remember, I mean, there are so many things that we just take for granted that, that we have. And, you know, even just, you know, just the fact that you have this, whatever you're listening to this podcast on, <laughs> you have the ability, this device, this thing that you can tune into anytime you want. And you can choose whether you want to tune into positive stuff or tune into negative stuff. Right. Absolutely. Where, 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 where energy, where focus goes, energy flows, right. With regards to that as well. But you've been doing this for a long time. You're way ahead of the curve, right? You, yeah. you follow the pool, they yep. got you. So what drives you moving forward? What is, what's your vision for yourself moving forward? So uh, my vision for myself, and I'm just breaking ground on that right now. I think one of the things that I was intimidated to do early on back when I started making the med meditations. So the meditations were something that I think I wanted to do, but I wanted, I saw myself as getting into being a public speaker and I always wanted to do that, but I just put it off and put it off and put it off there. That was just my next level. And so um, about six months ago, I decided I'm going to take that on. And I decided I'm going to create my own seminars and do those seminars worldwide. And I got to tell you, um, it is, I think one of the things that I've 
recently started learning and understanding about law of attraction just in the last couple of years is that the bigger risk you are taking, the bigger your manifestations. And it really, I mean, if you think about it, you know, risk versus reward, I mean, it makes a lot of sense, but it's also a way that you're communicating your belief to the universe. It's the way that you are illustrating, I, I deserve something even, even greater. And so about six months ago, like I said, I'm going to just go ahead and take this on. And I booked myself silly. I stayed up all night and I booked myself in uh, London. I booked myself in Canada. I booked myself in Australia and I booked myself right here in, I said, well, I might as well just go ahead and do it here um, as well. And so I booked myself four uh, four workshops. And I said, I'm going to have 20 people in every single, that'll be sold out. I'm going to have 20 people in each of my law of attraction manifesting workshops. And I'm, you know, so I stayed up all night, but get everything all arranged. It was just a creation. It's like, I gotta, gotta do it. I gotta, and I spent all the money <laughs> the next morning, the next morning. I think that's a big part of it. I think that a lot of people, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I think that's a, a big part of it that the money is the leverage for you, like, oh, she's I'm committed. Yes, it absolutely, you can say you want something all day long, but until you have some skin in the game, you're absolutely fooling yourself if you think you're gonna manifest that thing. And so many people, they just don't put any skin in the game behind, you know, and so the more skin you have in the game, the more likely you're gonna manifest this thing. And so I wake up the next morning, you know, because I was sort of in a, in, you know, I was sort of in a manifesting high and I was like really, you know, putting uh, myself in a pretty high vibration, but I didn't wake up and, you know, and I, one, one of the other things I've learned about manifesting is morning sometimes is not the best time to, because, you know, certain, uh, chemicals in your body actually change overnight, the chemicals in your brain. And so um, morning is really not necessarily the best time to get into that creative space and to like really manifest things. Um, it may be a different time for you. Maybe it's afternoon, maybe it's evening, but usually mornings, um, it, you know, it takes a little while for your energy levels and your serotonin levels to like kick in and those feel good chemicals. And so I woke up that morning nauseous <laughs> remembering this drunken stupor <laughs> that i was in the night before of spending all this money on all these seminars and i'm thinking what have i done what if nobody shows up oh my god i'm so overwhelmed now i actually have to get people there what if one person shows up then i'm committed then i'm stuck like i hope no i'm i'm just my jabbered my brain is just jabbering and trying to because you still have I don't care if you're the manifesting guru of the century, you still have your own levels of what you believe is possible for you. And so I had not stepped into that. I had not really owned that I was there yet. And so uh, the last six months, I've literally been growing into that. And guess what? Do you know how many people I've signed up right now for my, uh, my Scottsdale? I'm a shirt sold out. It's 
I'm 19. I was sold out. I was sold out on one person, um, wasn't able to put it together. So, but that, that ticket, we have 11 days. It'll be, it'll be full. And London, we're over half full and you know, it's, it, this is happening. About that skin in the game and scheduling it, you know, I mean, I think, you know, like, like I did some of the projects that I just showed you, like you asked me like about some of those things. And I remember talking about wanting to do it, talking about wanting to do it. And I remember just taking a big deep breath and putting my credit card down. I'm like, I'm doing it. Yeah. You know, I, I just need to do that. But, um, you know, that's what, and, and then when you do it, you're like, okay, I'll figure out a way. It's exactly goes back to what your dad did though. Yes, you know, absolutely. Really think about it. He painted a vision for you. Mm-hmm. He told you what you needed to do. You got hungry about it and you just put together a plan of what you were going to do and you made it happen. He gave you three months. You gave yourself those cities and, you know, and it's happening. Exactly. And it would have never happened any other way because I couldn't in in integrity. I mean, I I didn't have one person even like interested in the seminar because how, how could I possibly get anybody without actually booking it, without having a definite date, a definite plan, a definite time, a definite place, a definite hotel. I just, I wouldn't do that to people. Right. But I think a lot of us get stuck into that part of it. We get stuck in the mechanics part of it sometimes. Yep. And that we get, we go like so far, you know, um, to the mechanics part instead of thinking like why we're really going to do it. Why are we doing this in the first place? Yeah. And the reason why. That's what drove you. The why drove you, not, you know, not the activities that it was going to take to make it happen. Yeah. And, and it's because I want those people to have the same epiphany in my seminar in their life. And I want to see them move to beyond, you know, whatever stuck feelings they might be having, or even if they don't feel stuck and they just know that they are not living their full potential. They know that there's a power inside of them that is not being fully utilized and tapped into. And I want them to have that experience. I want them to tap into their full potential. And, you know, I just know that if, and I have been changing people's lives through the books, through the, uh, you know, the audios, through the courses through all the apps through all the things that i've been doing and this just i think um you know i think i can have a bigger impact on people when they're actually with my energy and they're actually getting to experience it and when else are they gonna you know everybody's got a copy of this book at at this point But are they doing it? Are they living it? Are they going through and actually doing the exercises in this book? And so this gives them an opportunity to, to really take their lives to the next level. And I just, I just love that for people. Yeah. And there's nothing like proximity, right? Like proximity is power. So there are, like you said, like for them to feel your energy, there's nothing like, as they say, belly to belly, if you would. Mm. So let's just, um, a couple questions. Sure. What are, the, what are the three things that you do to stay true to yourself? The three things that I do every day to stay true to myself are meditate. 
I have to, I absolutely have to meditate every day. Um, I have to um, get out doors and, you know, go for a hike, go for a run, go walking. Um, so those are the uh, two things. And then the third thing, what would the third thing be that I do to stay true to myself? I'm always learning. I'm just always, I'm hungry for for information. And, um, so, you know, whether it's, I don't know, just taking a, um, taking a course online or reading another book or, um, you know, going and doing more of this work, doing conferences. I just, I love, I just absolutely love learning. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I'm addicted to it. I'm like, <laughs> but I, one last quick, quick thing I was going to say, uh, just to address one of the points you made about um, how, you know, people get into seminar mode and they just, you know, they don't actually go out and apply the information. And, you know, that happens a lot in, in my industry where you do have like a lot of hypnotherapists who, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of people in my field, they don't actually believe that you can make a living doing this. And I'm living proof that you can actually make a lot of money doing it. And so I am, you know, trying to break that belief and help people to realize like, no, no, no. I mean, what we do is so super important that you do as a hypnotherapist, you do deserve to make as a coach, as anybody who helps people to get their mind right, get their body right, get their health right, you do deserve to, uh, to make a lot of money. And so I want, I like to encourage people to, yeah, you know, you can continue the learning, but don't use that as a crutch. Don't use that as something like you think that you don't know enough because that does tend to happen. People, you know, constantly feeling like even I, to this day, sometimes think like, oh, I don't know enough, right? You get into that, that mode where you, you wonder if you know enough. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and yes and no. No, you're never going to know everything. And yes, you know enough to do what you love. Well, and I think the challenge that happens for people is that whole, am I enough? Like you said, like the, the, number, one th- the number one fear that comes up for people is feeling like that they're not enough. Mm-hmm. Right? And yeah, that imposter syndrome. <laughs> Jeff Roberti, he made the best comment to me. He goes, you know, money just makes you more of what you already are. So if you're a giving person, you're going to be more giving, mm-hmm. right? And money, you know, and, or money is a reflection of how many people that you've helped. Well, I don't know about you, but I want to help a lot of people. Yes. So my, what I've learned, my experiences, my, that, that's made me who I am so I can share more. And I should be, you know, I should be able to charge for my services, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And and on our, when people go and they want to do a session with us, it says, Hey, here's how much it is. You want a session with me? Here's what my time's worth. Right. And we need, I think people, we need to help people become bold in that, not for, for ego, but like, look, we've done the work, we've done the investment, right? Like, I don't know about you, but I've invested a lot of money in making myself better. Exactly. Right. And so, or, you know, having hypnosis, doing whatever. Right. So all of those things show that you're doing the work and that you're by, by charging for those things, it's, it's not a bad thing. It's a wonderful thing. And it helps people understand their worth as well. 
Exactly. Yeah. And it's uh, to that point, you know, like as I've been doing the, um, you know, marketing for the seminars, you know, there's, you know, come up against the people who say, oh, you know, that's too much money. I can't afford that. Or, or, you know, uh, what, you know, what about those of us who just, you know, we don't have enough uh, income. And, and I've answered that question because, um, you know, that's, that's at the top of my value ladder going to my seminar for me that's where you're going to get the biggest breakthroughs. That's where I'm going to be able to have the biggest impact with you. But there are lesser amounts of that where you can get started, where a person can get things for free. I have a free YouTube channel. I have a free podcast. I have free eBooks. I have things. I have my book, which is 20 bucks. I mean, are you are you able to spend 20 bucks? Because if you spend 20 bucks, you get a copy of this book and you do all the exercises, you will change your life. Right. And so it, there, it's, there's something for everyone at every income level. Right. You just have to make it a priority. You know, my friend, she said such a great thing. Her name is Beth. And she said, you know, if people really wanted it, they'd go get it. Mm-hmm. If, they want, if they want a Starbucks they're going to go get a Starbucks. They're not going, oh man, I wonder if I should go get a Starbucks. Or not. They go, if they want it, they go get it. So it depends on that desire for them to say, you know what, I want this. I got to make the change. Yeah. Right? They'll, they'll find a way. And that's it, our job to help them really unleash that. Exactly. And if something is a big enough priority for you, you will figure it out. And I hate to get all morbid on it, but I mean, think, think about it. I mean, if, if your significant other was, you know, needing, uh, a, you know, surgical procedure. And the only way that they could get that is you had to pay for that. You'd figure out a way to do that. And I'm, I'm not saying, you know, it's, that is a priority. That's, that's absolutely a priority and it should be. And so where is the personal growth in regard to where does that measure up as far as what's a priority in your life? And so you just have to kind of take a look and ask yourself, are you being honest about, you know, because just at least empower yourself by saying something to the effect that I am choosing not to do that. At least that is an empowering statement rather than saying something to yourself I can't afford it <laughs> because I can't afford it is a very, the more times you say that, the more you're going to continue to create situations that are going to continue to have you not affording things. So getting hypnosis will help you change that. <laughs> it absolutely will. You recondition a new belief for yourself as well. Yeah. Well, it has been a privilege. How can people get a hold of you and uh, learn more about you? So um, I put everything all together where you can access everything from my website, uh, which is Victoria M, as in Marie, VictoriaMGallagher.com. And so if you go there, it, you'll be able to see my courses, my book, my uh, library of um, programs, my app. You'll be able to ultimately go everywhere and see what I do. <laughs> awesome. It has been an honor, and I look forward to us uh, doing some fun things together. I do, too. I do, too. You're you're next on, on my Power of Your Mind podcast, so I, I look forward to learning more about you and your story. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Victoria. Thank Bye. you.
Are you ready to start 2020 strong? Go to laurenlahav.com. That's L-O-R-E-N-L-A-H-A-V.com and learn more about Lauren's manifestation course. Use code STAYTRUE for your podcast subscriber discount.